Hey podcast people, how's it going? Azrin the Language Nerd here. I hope you're having a fantastic Thursday afternoon or whatever day and time it is for you right now as you are listening to this podcast episode. If you are new to the podcast and don't really know a lot about me, I encourage you to visit my website, which is azrinthelanguagenerd.com. That is spelled A Z or Z R E N the language nerd.com. You can also visit any of my social platforms that I'm on. You can find me on Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, YouTube, LinkedIn, TikTok, and of course on Twitter. And my username is at @polyglotazrin on every platform. That is spelled P O L Y G L O T A Z or Z depending on your country. R E N. And with that introduction aside, let's dive into today's podcast episode. And I would like to talk about something today which I think I've never talked about before. And it's how much do you actually learn when you take a language class? Anyone who's followed my content for a while, you know that I all I enjoy taking language classes. I've taken oh lord knows how many uh, hundreds upon hundreds, thousands upon thousands of of hours of classes, both private and group classes. And I continue to take classes. I enjoy it. I've always stood by classes. They've always been nice for me. They've always been useful. Sometimes in the language learning community, when you watch uh, videos on YouTube or listen to podcasts or read blog posts, when you're consuming content, a lot of people that talk about language learning often are not a fan of formal classes. And sometimes I feel that in the language learning community online, when you look at people who talk about language, I am in the minority of people who enjoy taking classes. Maybe that's just a self-perception, I don't know, maybe I'm wrong, but that's the idea that I get sometimes. But today, I was thinking about something. I was thinking how much am I actually learning in those classes? What am I actually taking away from those classes? Because ultimately, I'm going to make a little bit of a weird argument. Despite the fact that I take so many classes, I don't think I actually learn a lot from those classes. I'm going to say that again. Despite the fact that I take a lot of language classes, I don't know how much I really learned from those classes. Because here's what's happened. Here's what's happened. Here's what happens. Language teachers in the class, they introduce some concept. They introduce pronunciation, alphabet, grammar, sentence structure, we do some speaking practice, we do writing essays, we do blah 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 blah. We do whatever the heck we're going to do in the class. More often than not, even though the teacher teaches us the concept, that's not why I understand the concept I'm taught. I understand the concept I'm taught because I go teach myself that concept in whatever way I need to go teach myself. Here's a great example. When teachers are teaching the alphabet, when they're teaching the alphabet and they're teaching the sounds and pronunciation, they're doing their thing to explain it, but I'm doing my thing in the background to interpret what they're saying. I ask them lots of questions like, "Wait, does your tongue touch this part of your mouth or this part of your mouth?" Then they say it and they're like, "Oh, it touches this part." Oh, interesting. And in my head, I'm now going through my phonetics background, my phonetics knowledge and breaking down what the sound is. Or when a teacher is teaching pronunciation, I'm listening to what they're saying and I'm even though they say, "Oh, the Mandarin B is the same as the English B or whatever the heck they say," I'm listening very intently to how the teacher says it. So I'm paying more attention in pronunci in the pronunciation context. I'm paying more attention 
to what the teeth to how the sound is actually being pronounced and the mechanics of the sound where she place where is the teacher placing their tongue how are they doing it what does that how do how can i interpret the sound that i'm hearing based on my linguistics knowledge my phonetics knowledge i'm paying more attention to that than the actual teacher's instructions. I don't really care what the teacher's instructions are, not that much. I care more about my own interpretation and watching her body language, listening intently. Here's another example. When grammar is being taught, they often give you grammar rules. Teachers will give you grammar rules. Oh, this is the blah, blah, blah tense. It works like this, blah, 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 blah. Here's the rules, here's examples, here's the conjugations. I pay some attention to that, I'm not gonna lie. I do pay some attention. But what I'm really doing after I learn that is I start running through all these different scenarios in my head of how I'd use that. Oh, I could say this. I can say this. Oh, I'm thirsty. J'ai soif. Oh, blah, 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 blah. And I start running through a lot of situations. I'm running through everything I've ever heard in the language and making connections like, oh, I heard some guy say that once. Oh, I heard that phrase. That matches his grammar point. Oh, he was saying that. Oh, interesting. Right? Or... Or, or another example, perhaps, would be something like a teacher teaches a grammar point in a class and I just don't really get it. They teach it, it's not fully sticking in my mind. I kind of get it, it kind of makes sense, but not fully. I think a lot of language learners can probably relate to that where you study some grammar and you're like, wait, what? I kind of get it, but not really, it's kind of confusing. I basically don't worry about it too much. I don't worry about trying to figure it out. I don't worry about studying the grammar rules more. I take the lower marks on the test because I didn't really get it. All I do is I tell myself, okay, I kind of understand how this works. Let me learn at least a few phrases and a few situations where I know where I can use this grammar point, and that's going to be it. And now moving forward, I'm gonna to listen to when I hear native speakers speak because I do a lot of outside practice, you know, aside from the classes. When I listen, I'm gonna listen for this grammar thing. I'm gonna listen for this thing that I kind of learned now and I'm gonna pay attention. And with time, as I get real life examples of native speakers who use this grammar point that I didn't really get in the class, it starts to make more sense. But that was me doing my own self-study to figure that out and not doing, not following the class materials. Does that make sense? And not even being worried that I don't necessarily get good marks on the test. Here's another example, sometimes uh, actually, not sometimes, always. The actual class homework, while I do it, I do the homework, I only, how do I say this? Number one, I don't prioritize it very much. I prioritize my own self-study a heck of a lot more than the class homework. And B, the homework that I choose to do, I usually choose to do it because I see in some way that it's going to benefit my learning. So for example, writing essays, is even if it's a short essay, like I'm a beginner and I'm writing like a half page thing about my family. Even when I do that, I use that as an opportunity for me to go and learn other words and express myself and try and express myself in the best way I can. And the act of writing the essay becomes this huge learning process for me. And I don't particularly care if I get the best mark or the worst mark. In fact, often I don't get very good marks because I try to, I kind of, how do I say this? Often I lose marks because I tried to write that particular essay or piece of writing using concepts we haven't learned in class, using things that I've heard somewhere else, and I want to test it out and write it and see what the teacher says about it, get her feedback on, oh, that's right, that's wrong, that's, you know, oh, you should have said this, 
I care more about that. So I use the writing as a learning tool and not so much for the grade or anything like that. So even the homework I do, often I don't do all of it. I just do some of it. I pick and choose. I do enough to pass the class, but that's it. I, if it's not a credit class, like it's just some evening class that I chose to take, I'm, I'm very often known as the guy who walks into the class and still hasn't done his homework and has no idea what the homework even was. And I was off doing my own thing. That's super common for me. So that's something I do as well. I do a lot of my own self-study outside of the class. Um, and so I suppose what I'm trying to say is that classes for me are very valuable and I do enjoy them and I continue to take classes. They help me, they benefit me, I learn from them, I enjoy going to them. I do take certain things away from it, but I, I suppose the vast majority of my learning is not really happening through the class and most of it is kind of self-taught. Does that make sense? So that's why today I was thinking about this whole language classes thing and I was like, wait a second, I take a lot of classes, but how much do I really learn in the classes? And a tentative conclusion that I've come to as of today, and I stress the word tentative. I don't know if it's a solid conclusion. It's just a tentative conclusion. Let's call it a hypothesis. A hypothesis that I have as of today is that when you take classes and you're taking classes with a teacher or whatnot, language is not, is let's say language is mostly self-taught and self-driven and self-figured out. And classes, no teacher can really teach you a language fully. Not exactly. There's a lot of self-study, a lot of self-driven things that have to happen. You have to make internal connections in your body to the language, to have what, how, what a word means how to use such and such thing. If you rely heavily on the teacher's explanations, the grammar rules, the worksheets, and you rely heavily on those kinds of things, my tentative conclusion as of today is that it's going to negatively affect the speed at which you learn. And while you still may improve and progress and, and make some progress and learn and etc., etc., it still might benefit you but I think you're going to have to do a heck of a lot more than simply take your classes. Does that make sense? The one exception I might see to this, the one exception I see to what I'm saying here is that if the teacher that is teaching you has a lot of knowledge on foreign language acquisition and they're running the class in a way that is conducive to you actually acquiring the language and learning the language and improving. That's a little bit different. I think there's a different argument to be made there. Like I remember this one teacher I had, a Mandarin teacher, and I don't think she was super well versed in language acquisition, anything like that. Her teaching style was reasonably traditional. I suppose probably for a when you look at Mandarin teachers, she's probably a little bit not that traditional because of her teaching practices in comparison to other Mandarin teachers. She might, she was doing certain things that other Mandarin teachers would have said like, oh, that's a little bit creative, that's different. But in comparison to all the teachers I've had, she's reasonably traditional. But the one thing that she used to do that was really, really good for me is that she didn't actually speak any English because she didn't know any English. She knew no English. And so the way that she would run the class helped me make connections to words and phrases and things in a way that was 
that went much deeper than only the translation. So when I learned, like, I'll never forget the word anymore for chicken and muscle. It's pronounced the same way in Mandarin, right? It's pronounced the same way, it's just a different character. But we had a big mix-up over chickens and mussels. And we had this hilarious mix-up, and I'm never going to forget that again because of that connection that was formed. Or a lot of other words she would teach, a lot of things I would learn happened not because she necessarily outrightly taught me, but it was more because she would say it, I didn't really understand. Then she'd use gestures and pictures and synonyms, and she would do whatever she could to help me understand. And I would understand the meaning of the word she said, even though I didn't really know the translation, or maybe I did understand the translation in English, but my direct connection to the language was not through English, it was through the pictures, the hand motions, the emotion behind what she was saying. So even though I knew the translation, of course I did, the emotion was what, re what I really connected to. The inside, the feeling I had inside of me is what I really connected to. And so it, it stuck a lot deeper in me and it was a lot easier to, it would be a lot easier to remember. In fact, I'm gonna throw a random little piece of advice in here. It's unrelated to everything I was saying. One thing that would, that'll help a lot of you as you're learning different languages is to use translation as, use translation as a tool to spark an emotion in you. Let me explain. Many people, when they study a language, what they, what they tend to do is they will go learn new words through textbook or their audio program or Duolingo or whatever you're using. You learn new words and you're like, oh, Apple is, Une pomme. Oh, une pomme equals an apple. Oh, great, that makes sense. Okay, une pomme, an apple. Une pomme, an apple. Okay, and then you quiz yourself. Maybe Duolingo gives you a test, and all of a sudden you see a picture of an apple. They're like, what's this? And you're like, oh, I know that. That's an apple. Uh, uh, une pomme. Or you have to do the translation exercise. The apple is red. And you're like, oh, 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 I know this. Okay, the apple. Uh, une, uh, la, la, la pomme is red. Uh, 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 oh, uh, uh. And then you're finding yourself looking for the translation. This is the very standard quote unquote way to study a language. And, and it is effective to an extent. And you can learn by doing that. There's nothing necessarily wrong with it. What I'm gonna encourage you to do instead is to go the other way. You learn the word for apple, un pomme, or whatever word, right? And instead of saying, oh, un pomme is an apple, I would much rather you go and use other resources to figure out what that word means. Use translation as a last resort. This is especially effective, especially effective if you're doing it, if you're speaking with another person. You're with another native speaker, you're in your class, you are, and this person says something to you and you're like, what the heck does that mean? And they're like, oh, you know, une pomme, oh, une pomme, c'est comme uh, une pomme. Uh, attends, 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 je te montre une photo, uh, trois secondes. Let me, let me show you a picture, uh, hang on, hang on. Let me take out my phone. Oh, this one, c'est une pomme. And you're like, oh, une pomme, okay, okay. Right, that's, especially in that kind of scenario, that's gonna be really effective. It's gonna help you a lot. Especially if you've kind of struggled with the word. You're like, let's say I give you a harder word that's not an apple. Let's say I give you like a certain type of fish. I'm like uh, tuna, right? And I show you a tuna fish. You might go, oh, tuna means fish. And the person shows you another, and you're like, and the person shows you another fish. And they're like, oh, this is, whatever, salmon, and you're like, wait a second. I thought tuna meant fish. He just showed me two pictures of fish. 
and he called one tuna, he called one salmon. Clearly tuna doesn't mean fish, because one was salmon, one was, what the heck is, and now you're confused, and you're like trying to figure it out, your brain's, the wheels are turning, your brain's trying to figure it out, you're like, tuna, salmon, and he shows you another fish, and he goes, this is uh, white fish, and you're like, white fish, tuna, salmon, what the hell is going on here? And then your brain's trying to figure it out. And then the person tells you, oh, by the way, oh, the tuna, you don't know what that is? Tuna in your mother tongue is whatever, um, whatever, le ton in French. And you're like, oh, you want to use translation to create that oh moment. That's what you want to use translation for. So you've gone down the rabbit hole. You've looked at pictures. The person tried to describe it. You tried to, you were, you looked at some videos of, of uh, tuna. You were like, what the heck is this tuna thing? You've gone through this process of your brain trying to make the right connection, but struggling to do so. You know it's a type of fish, but you don't know what kind of fish and your brain's making this connection. And translation comes in like this knight in charming armor, shining armor and walks in and goes, tuna is this. And you're like, oh, now all those connections form into one, the feelings you had, the, 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 the neural connections that were trying to be made but weren't able to, it comes in, translation comes in like a glue and it glues it all together. But the problem is, if you just jump to translation, because translation is a glue, if there's, no, if there's nothing to glue together, the glue is pretty useless. You just glue and stuff on a table and all of a sudden your table's full of glue and it's sticky and you're like, well crap, now I have a sticky table, what do I do with this? And that's not a good scenario. What you need is you need to have some other, you need to have tried to make connections first, right? Tried to use the picture, the video. Now you have a picture, you've got a video, you've got other neural connections that were, you were trying to make the connection. Now these neural threads have shown up and they're trying to get tied together, but you're not able to tie it together properly. So you're struggling to understand the sentence of the word and translation comes in like this glue stick and it helps glue it all together. And because now you have these neural fibers that were trying to tie together, you've got something to glue together, don't you? And now the translation is very, very useful to glue it all together. But the glue by itself is not very effective because there's nothing to glue together. Does that make sense? And often you don't even need the glue. Often the picture and the, 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 the other body language and things that you use, often that's enough for those neural fibers to come and tie themselves together. And you're like, oh, I got that. It ties itself together and perfect, you understood. You didn't even need the glue to come in. Didn't need the support of the glue. So I think that's a really good tip that I think can help a bunch of you. So, okay, everybody, thank you for listening to this podcast. I hope it was uh, useful for you. Hope you enjoyed it. I enjoyed making it, that's for sure. Um, and yeah, have a good day. See you. Bye-bye.